Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at Factset, and welcome to this week's edition of the Factset Earnings Insight Podcast. The Factset Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the Factset Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500 and is available each week on the Factset website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with an update of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 as we're in the middle of the peak weeks of the earnings season. Then we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is earnings estimate revisions for S&P 500 companies for the third quarter. After four straight quarters of increasing EPS estimates, have analysts continued this trend so far in the third quarter? But first, let's provide an update of the second quarter earnings season for the index. At this point in time, more S&P 500 companies are beating EPS estimates than average, and beating EPS estimates by a wider margin than average. As a result, the index is reporting higher earnings for the second quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the quarter. The index is reporting the highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the fourth quarter of 2009. Analysts also expect double-digit earnings growth for the second half of 2021. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Overall, 59% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual results for the second quarter to date. Of these companies, 88% have reported actual EPS above estimates, which is above the five-year average of 75%. If 88% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the highest percentage of S&P 500 companies reporting a positive EPS surprise since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. In aggregate, companies are reporting earnings that are 17.2% above the estimates, which is also above the five-year average of 7.8%. If 17.2% is the final percentage for the quarter, it will mark the fourth largest earnings surprise percentage reported by the index since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2008. Due to the number and magnitude of these positive EPS surprises, the index is reporting higher earnings for the second quarter today relative to the end of last week and relative to the end of the quarter. The blended earnings growth rate for the second quarter is 85.1% today, compared to an earnings growth rate of 74.1% last week, and an earnings growth rate of 63.1% at the end of the second quarter back on June 30th. Now, when we use the term blended, we're referencing that the growth rate combines actual results for companies that have reported and estimated results for companies that have yet to report. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in multiple sectors, led by Apple and Microsoft in the information technology sector, and Alphabet and Facebook in the communication services sector, were responsible for the improvement in overall earnings for the index during the past week. Positive earnings surprises reported by companies in the financials, information technology, and communication services sectors have been the top contributors to the overall increase in earnings for the index since the end of the second quarter. If 85.1% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the highest year-over-year earnings growth reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2009 at 109.1%. The unusually high growth rate is due to a combination of higher earnings in the second quarter of 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in the second quarter of 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. All 11 sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector, 
for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector. The industrial sector at 404%, the consumer discretionary sector at 261%, the financial sector at 171%, and the material sector at 132%. Looking at future quarters, analysts project double-digit earnings growth for the second half of 2021. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 21.2, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the week, 148 S&P 500 companies, including one Dow 30 component, are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. High-profile companies scheduled to report this week include CVS Healthcare, General Motors, Amgen, and Eli Lilly. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is EPS estimate revisions for the third quarter for the S&P 500. In terms of estimate revisions, we typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you that are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, it is an aggregation of the median EPS estimates for all the companies in the S&P 500 into a single EPS estimate for the entire index. During the month of July, analysts increased earnings estimates for companies in the S&P 500 for the third quarter. The Q3 bottom-up EPS estimate increased by 3.6% during this period. How significant is a 3.6% increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate during the first month of a quarter? How does this increase compare to recent quarters? Well, in a typical quarter, analysts usually reduce earnings estimates during the first month of the quarter. During the past five years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during the first month of a quarter has been 1.7%. During the past 10 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during the first month of a quarter has been 2.1%. And during the past 15 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during the first month of a quarter has been 2.2%. In fact, the third quarter marked the fifth straight quarter in which the bottom-up EPS estimate increased during the first month of the quarter, which is the longest streak since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2002. The previous record was four quarters, which occurred in the first quarter of 2004 through the fourth quarter of 2004. However, it should be noted that the third quarter also marked the first quarter during the streak in which the percentage increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate was lower compared to the prior quarter. Despite the smaller increase in the first month of Q3 compared to the first month of Q2, The third quarter still marked the third largest increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate during the first month of a quarter since the second quarter of 2010. At the sector level, nine sectors recorded an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimate for Q3 during the first month of the quarter, led by the energy sector at 14% and the materials sector at 8.8%. On the other hand, two sectors recorded a decline in their bottom-up EPS estimate for Q3 during this period, led by the consumer staple sector at a decline of 2.1%. As the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index increased during the first month of the quarter, the value of the S&P 500 also increased during the same period. The third quarter marked just the fourth time in the past 20 quarters in which both the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index and the value of the index increased during the first month of a quarter. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. 
And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the Facts at Earnings Insight podcast. Mm-hmm.